passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison, joined with Lee Bacon. i got another great one today. It's a little short and sweet, but we are talking about a baseball game that Reed went to and his experience there. We are talking about uh, Jalen Phillips, five-star commitment to basketball, which is awesome. Uh, some guys transferring out of UT football and Theo Jackson making a name for himself with the Titans. But before we get into all that, please, you guys, subscribe, rate, review, like, leave a comment, share the videos, share the podcast. It helps us so much. Um, and also, you know what? In the comments, let us know if there's some merch ideas that you guys are thinking about. I'm starting to lean into that. I'm thinking if uh, people would like some T-shirts or some hoodies uh, that might represent the show. So please, merch ideas, let me know. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. The 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 30 25 20 15 10 5 what did he do all he did was score joey Pence, touchdown on play number one all right so before we jump into the podcast shout out our number one sponsor betonline.ag uh if you're wanting to go anywhere to bet this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet, and it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on their website and use a promo code believe that's B L E A V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So 
awesome, free money. So why not use Believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell, them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again. That's B-L-E-A-V promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Another great podcast for you. Um, not a lot of not a lot of news this week, um, but we are going to be diving into some things. Um, be- before we start, I uh, just wanted to give you all a little taste of this because, you know, I'm drinking these every. Oh, that's nice. That's real nice. Hey. That's real nice. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's real nice. That's, that's real nice. Um, hey, Reed. Jack, just open, Jack, Reed, just how, open that door so she can come out. Reed, how are we doing, bud? Oh, good. It's been a – I got a madhouse over here this weekend. So, the Knoxville Open was was this weekend. We had a bunch of people over on Saturday and some today. My buddy my that I talk about a lot on this podcast, Jack Gillespie's in town. So, he's here at the house right now. Um, Is Jack going to make fun. a guest appearance? No, he's in the other room right now watching some watching some the PGA event that's in Dallas. But yeah, I'm doing well. It was it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Um, Saturday, I, I this pod is very it's gonna be very short. There's not gonna be a lot about it. Um, I'm basically gonna tell you about my weekend in depth. <laughs> but 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 Friday, my dad and I went to the UT baseball game. So my uncle, not Uncle Lou, that that you yeah. met and played golf with from Memphis, but. My uncle Jimmy here from in uh, Knoxville, he has been over at UT vet school for like 30, 35 years. He's, he's a stud. Like he's, he's awesome. Everybody that works over there knows him. He's, he's great at what he does. Well, he, it's awesome because he could retire. And the only reason he doesn't retire is because he loves having the season tickets. He loves what he, he loves what he does, but he has the season tickets to basketball, uh, baseball, football, all that. So he was going out of town. He said, Reed, he goes, I know you want to go to a baseball game. Take these tickets. Take, he's like, take, take my brother, AKA my dad. He's like, y'all go have fun. I said, okay. Yeah. So, you know, like I've, I have not been to Lindsey Nelson. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I was like, you know, let's do this. Like, let's go. Like, and I went and Kyler, everything about it was outstanding. I loved the efficiency of going to a baseball game because there's not a hundred thousand people. There's not even, you know, fifteen to 20,000 people. Like, and I, you know me, I love going to basketball games. I love going to football games. I love them all. I just can only do football in small dosage, like one mm-hmm. or two years, fine with me. And, um, but baseball, man, you go, you park, it's easy. You walk in. Uh, my uncle's tickets are incredible. They're front row, right behind, like first baseline, right behind the bench. So I got to, you know, see Tony V in, in person and see what all the hype was about. Is he, as, is he as hot as everyone says he is? Just, you know, see if I like saw him and immediately like, you know, got hard in the paint. <laughs> so, um, but no, listen, it was a beautiful night after the rain delay. We, we waited to go cause we kind of had a feeling the rain was coming. So we got there like fourth inning and, uh, I sell like a kid to candy store because I'm like, I just hope I see a home run. And like I'm sitting there, and I'm like I said, I'm first baseline, and Evan Russell cranks that one and hits it left left field, and I get to see the whole thing. And I'm like, let's go home! Like, I mean, <laughs> it was a good atmosphere. I mean, the fans are rowdy, the people that are chirping at the other team, and the umpires are hilarious. Um, you know, like good food, good drinks. It, it was just a really good experience. They won, um, so that was nice. And yeah, it, it was great. I 
I, I would highly recommend going to baseball games. And of course, for me, I'm going because they're good. Like I'm yeah. that fan. I'm that fan. That, like if you're good at something, I'm going to come and like support you. Um, and so like, you know, I, I would go again. Like I can understand why people enjoy going over there, having a few beers, having some hot dogs, you know, and enjoying the night. And it, it was, it was fun. And, and I felt like the reason I didn't like baseball as much growing up, like when I stopped playing, it was because it was just too slow for me, but I never yeah. felt like it was too slow. Like it was, it, I felt like it was going pretty good and, you know, mm-hmm. in between innings, go to the bathroom, go get another beer or whatever. So great time. Yeah, that was that. That is definitely the thing that has, I guess, steered me away from baseball. Is I always felt like it was slow when I played as a kid. It's very slow because nobody can hit anything. So then you kind of like fall asleep if you're in any kind of outfield position. Um, and then watching it, it was like a pitching battle in certain instances, and it's just like, okay, well, I mean, nothing happened. Um, I think people have the same thought process with soccer too. It's like. So the game can end, you know, can be zero zero at the end of regulation. It's like, well, yeah, it could be like that in baseball too, technically. But um, that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, did you did you make any connections? Are we going to have Tony Vitello on the podcast? No, I didn't make any connections. Not, Come on, like Reed. I, I, I'm a very poor podcaster because I don't tell people about it. I don't try to get people to watch it. I don't try to get people on there. So I'm not good for business in that way. So I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was. Trust it was, me. I didn't bring you on here as a promoter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Hey, you know what, man, it is awesome to have a team that is that good. You know, I was telling my dad, Every time someone would come up to bat, I would look at the Jumbotron and see, and it was so neat because I knew that obviously this team is very good, but then you see mm-hmm. their averages and it's like 400, high threes. <laughs> you, you see the RBIs, you see the homers. And it's like the one thing about this team is like most sport teams, most teams that are good or really good has one, two, three, or four, you know, one or two, three guys that are just yeah. dogs that like step mm-hmm. up when you need it. I feel like this entire like this team has everyone on there can step up in a big way like one you know they'll hit the homer when they need it or they'll get the the double when they need it or whatever so it's really cool to have a team that you root for that you like that are just you know the new england patriots of whatever (laughs) you know yeah just great at everything and can beat anybody um yeah yeah, I, i i'm sure that was fun as heck i mean i like we said last podcast, it's like, dude, if we don't win, if we don't win this year, then it's never going to happen. I mean, we just won regular season SEC champs, first time since 95, which is like, what a hell of a drought. Um, but glad I got the monkey off her back. But yeah, it's like, if it doesn't happen now, when is it going to happen? Because this team has been number one for months and even if they do have losses on their record, it's still just like there's no one's touching this team. Yeah, and don't say don't say it's never going to happen because I mean that's never's a long time. But I that's true. You mean. It, it feels as sports fans like it's it, it as sports fans it's our lifetime right now. We're like if it doesn't happen now, like I might not ever see it. But it's like hey, like, you know, 
It can, it can I mean, Tony's got an extension. He'll be here for a while, so it should be fine. Yeah. It should be um, fine. But anyway, so great time. Um, awesome experience, I hope. I'm assuming a lot of our listeners have already gone. If not, even if you're not a big baseball fan, try to go if you can get a ticket that's not yeah. not too expensive or whatever. Um, enjoyable enjoyable time. For, yeah, I think that's non, the hard part. For a non-baseball guy. Yeah, I think that's the hard part. It's finding one that's not expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the, Van, the Vandy ones here in Nashville are like $250 a ticket. Yeah. Like, it's just – that's not happening. Yeah. That's, um, steep for, that's steep for non-baseball guys. Yeah, steep. Very steep. I'm like, would I spend this on a, a regular season football game? I don't think I would. So, I, I'm probably not going to spend it on a regular season baseball game. <laughs> um. Okay, do you want to talk about the rest of your weekend so that we can uh, uh, stay on on uh, on theme of golf talk in our podcast? Do you want to move into uh, – Yeah, I'll, I'll finish – Commit into the basketball team. No, I'll finish it real quick. Weekend, so we just watched the Knoxville Open Saturday. Had some friends over, like I said, Sunday. We just got done watching it, so that's why we're recording a little bit later. I basically woke up, went to Mass – grabbed a smoothie bowl, got home, walked the course for a little bit, and then they had a tent on the 18th green for the members. And so it was cool. I mean, it it was cool to see that. Um, you know, it is still just the corn fairy, but, man, some outstanding golfers making some outstanding shots, you know, basically look like you and I out there just dominating. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, anyways, great weekend, and hope hopefully you and Brianne had a nice one as well. Yes, definitely. We went to sell a Leon Bridges concert at the amphitheater on Friday, um, which amphitheater is very underrated, like great acoustics. If you're really just like trying to chill, you can sit in the grass and not feel like it's like you have to stand up um, and like have to be like super involved. You can just kind of talk. And yeah, it was great. Like it was, it was better than other concert experiences that I've had, even though I, you know, I know Reed's not a big concert guy, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Um, When you talked about the U S open, you know, I I saw the other day that like Danny Woodhead, the old running back is golfing now and shot like an even par on his qualifying round. Oh uh, yeah, the U.S. Open qualifying is pretty is pretty cool. They do a U.S. Open qualifier at Holston, and it's it's pretty neat uh, because it's just it's just crazy to think. Obviously, it's very 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 rare. But technically, if I just worked my little heart out, <laughs> yeah. or, you, or you or you worked your little heart out, or any other amateur golfers out there, you know, you can go and qualify at your local course and somehow still make the U.S. Open. So yeah, it's it's pretty. And, and honestly, growing up here, uh, you know, being out here a lot, it's intense. Like that U.S. Open qualifier, I, I've caddied for some of my buddies that have played in it. Uh, it it's intense, man, because it's guys that are really, you know, they come from everywhere uh, to try to try to make that dream happen. Um, it's literally so, they're, like they're know. trying to make it their career. So yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's, all right. let's, let's jump into some of the little basketball talk. A little five star recruit Barnes is pulling in. Um, this is, a. I think I saw that he was ranked like number four all time ranking. Like if you were to take the other five yeah, stars I, that we yeah. have, yeah. um, 
I'm, I'm going to make sure I not get this wrong. It's just – Hold on. I, I have it pulled up. I can just read this off. I'll take it for you. There you you hand You hand the ball off to me, and I'll go, for, I'll go to the house. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> take it away. Take it okay. away, bud. All right, so we're talking about Julian Phillips. Listen, there's not a lot of football going on. We can talk about Carnell Tate at the baseball game. I said, what's up to him? I said, you come. And he said, yeah, bet. I said, all right, bet. We'll see you out there. <laughs> so there's just not a lot of football stuff. I know the guy from UCF. We're going to see if he's coming. You know, whatever. We'll talk about it if they come in. You guys know how we are. Yeah, so we do I, want to talk I, about I, I don't want to talk about a random 17-year-old going to a baseball game. Like, if he ends up going to freaking Oregon or something, it's just like, why did I even talk about him? Yeah, yeah. But like I said, he's coming. Like, that's what he told me. We dapped up. We dapped up. He's like, dude, I can know you. I was like, damn right you know me, cuz. Yeah, I've watched that podcast, fam. <laughs> they should have busted him, boy. <laughs> All right, so anyways, Julian Phillips, small forward, 6'8", 200, five-star. Nationally, 12th-ranked player nationally. Uh, Position-wise, fourth in his state, he's number one. So you are correct. He's behind Tobias Harris, Scotty Hobson. My, my man, Casey Kennedy Chandler, um, and he's in front of Jane Springer, Keon Johnson, Robert Hubb, Josiah Jordan-James, uh, Brandon Huntley, loser Hatfield. Now, here's here's the deal. First off, Scotty Hobson is one of my least favorite players of all time because he was such a bust for us for being a five-star. Yeah. But, but this is a massive, 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 massive get. And you know why it's a massive get, Kyler? Tell me. Because our – Recruiting classes, absolute dog dooku right now. So we have BJ Edwards from Knoxville Catholic, go Irish, our, 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 our alma mater. Now, listen, I've watched BJ play in person a couple times. Don't hate me. Don't get mad at me. I'm not expecting much from BJ next year. I'm just not. I'm just not. People that yeah, are that's, like. That's, that's next year. He's got room to grow. No. No, like they're. Wait, just, no, he's done. He's done at Catholic. He's he'll be. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like you don't expect a lot from him next year at. Tennessee. Yeah, as a freshman. Yeah, as a freshman. Yeah, as a yeah. freshman, I'm like, yeah, maybe when he's a junior. Hell, Josiah Jordan James didn't really show us much till this year. Well, that's my that's my point. I don't want like I heard someone be like, it's okay, we lost KC. We still have BJ Edwards coming. I'm like, whoa, 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 calm, calm, calm down. Like they're not this. They're not the same players. I like I said, I watched BJ in person a couple times. I think he's fabulous, but he's a four star. Like. He's 104th nationally. So, like, he's not going to come in. He's not going to be the same uh, type of player. And then uh, Tyreek Key, who we already talked about, which I am very excited about Tyreek Key. Yes. You know, he's an old head. Like, he's been around it. He can get buckets. He can score, like, all that. So, I'm excited for him. But when I had to scroll through to look for Julian Phillips stuff, and I'm like, where the hell's Tennessee? And we're, like, 30th nationally. I'm like, you know, what what the hell's going on here? Like, last year we were – you know, top five or whatever. Um, let me let me see exactly for last year because I want to. I can now, like now, I'm looking at it. Like what? Like does do, like in those recruiting classes? Is it just out of high school, or they do transfer? Because I feel like Tyreek Key should be. He's only a three star. They have him ranked, and I don't know if that's his ranking as a transfer or his ranking when he came out of high school. But last year we were fifth nationally. We had Kenny Chandler, five star. Brandon Holly Hatfield, five star. Jonas Adu, four star, but ranked 40 national, 40th nationally. Um, and then you got a couple other guys, another four star, a couple three, three star boys here, which one was Zakai Ziegler, which was, you know, incredible, outstanding. Uh, and then you had just and then you had Justin Powell coming over, who um, you know, we thought was gonna do more for us. So it's like 
as a Tennessee fan, like I think that we should be fifth, 10, 15 max, like coming off an SEC championship. Yeah. Why would we be at, why would we ever be higher than a 15? Now granted, uh, Barnes still has time to get, you know, another transfer or another kids. Like, I don't know how much longer I don't keep up with college basketball recruiting until they sign or whatever, but this was a huge, this was a massive get because obviously if people know, like we got him over Auburn, which was huge. We got him over an $800,000 contract. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's what I was about to say. I was like, we got him over the G League, fam, not Auburn. Yeah. So it was just – it's a massive get. I'm looking through his offers. He's got – you know, he's got a lot of the big-time offers, uh, Kansas, uh, Texas Tech, Auburn. Uh, Kentucky did not offer him. Losers. Um, They've got – probably got too many He's got got Alabama on here, which, you know, Alabama has a – Alabama and Arkansas are like top two, three, four. I mean, they got an incredible basketball uh, recruiting class this year, which really sucks. Uh, needless to yeah. say, it pisses me off. But this is massive, man. Like, uh, you know, we we needed this so so, so bad. To, to so are you are you legit expecting him to like make a difference this his first year? I just I'm I'm not a basketball like I love basketball. Uh, I watch it all the time. I feel like I know a lot about the game. But, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say I played basketball and can watch highlights and know what this guy's going to do. I think it's just too hard for me to watch, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to immediately step in. You know, that's why I was, like, so surprised that Kennedy Chandler was actually as good as he he is. Like, um, that's – I I mean, that was my – Did you watch his highlights? I watched his highlights, and I I was impressed. Like, I thought – he moved really well. I thought he attacked the basket well. Um, it didn't seem like there was a time where he didn't have a purpose in what he was doing, uh, a la Russell Westbrook this past year, where he just, like, drives and has no idea what's about to happen and then tries to throw a pass and, you know, just turnover. So there was never that. I, I thought his shot looked smooth. I thought he moved smooth. But I am just so like, you know, you brought up Hopkins. Like I think of Josiah Jordan James, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, like five stars that it's just like, yeah, y'all are five stars, but you ain't ready. Like there, there's there's a difference between the five stars. Um and sometimes they work out great. Sometimes it is a Kenny Chandler. Sometimes they need a few years. Sometimes it's Josiah Jordan James. Sometimes it's guys that, you know, really just don't pan out at all, um, which is like the most frustrating part. But it's better to have five stars than to not have five stars. And that's, so. a, that's it's a great point. It's an absolutely <laughs> great point. And I think, for, I think for me, it's more my own doing. It's my own fault that when I hear we get a five-star in basketball, I'm like, okay, bet. Like, because in basketball, you think one and dones, one and dones, one and dones. But, like, Tennessee doesn't really get one and dones. I mean, granted, Kenny Chandler is. And I know Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson both were. Me, personally, I do not look at Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson as one and dones. Like, I don't think back and be like, oh, they were outstanding. Like, they were incredible. Like I don't think they should have done one and dones. I know. I agree. I agree. But, but they did. You know how the NBA is. They draft off potential and they like some stuff. I like Jaden Springer, and I, I understood Keon Johnson is a freak athlete, but like, 
I just wasn't super impressed with them. Like, I, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, legit, one and done. Holy crap, this is amazing. Like, you know, and, and I get that um, – I get that Tobias Harris was a one and done, but I still I still think – that's why I was so pumped about Kenny Chandler being as good as he was because he, he was a legit difference maker. He was – you know, one of these guys that goes to Duke, that goes to Kansas, that goes to Kentucky, that is a one and done difference maker, in my in yeah. my opinion. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, I love the way like Tobias played for us and some of the, like you know what he added to the team, but I don't know. Like in my head, a one and done is a lottery like, pick, a lock, dude. Like you got to be a lottery pick, a lock for like the first five to 10 picks. If you're not that, then just I'm literally play one more year and you can be. So why would you like, and I'm hoping that NIL helps that where guys don't feel like they have to go to the NFL right or NFL NBA right away. And they'll be like, well, I can still make 250,000. Say it's that low. Say I can still make 250,000 at my college, but I don't, you know, I, I don't lose out on the draft pick I could be um, because I, I feel like there's a lot of times guys have just, like, missed their opportunity, came out the wrong year, and they're forgotten about, so no one ever talks about it. So there's no proof that this happens, but it definitely does. And I, I would hope for more more people to stay longer. Like, I remember back in the day when it was talked about, like, hey, should they extend it to three years like football does before someone can come out? And I felt like it would be awesome for college. Like, I feel like it would make college so much better. And, I mean, NBA would still be great. Like, there, there's nothing – it would not take away from the NBA. It would just make college even more competitive and better. Right, right. No, I, no, I get that. I get that. Um well, really, that's all I had. We can talk uh, that we had a couple questions uh, on one of our last uh, videos. And I told um, – I messaged back, said, hey, thanks for bringing it up. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. So one of them was about uh, Cortavis Crouch and all that stuff with Jeremy Banks and him being transfer portal or whatever. Guys, he might not even be in the transfer portal. I don't know. But they asked what our opinion was about if maybe he comes back. And then they also asked what we thought about Aaron Willis leaving. So what are, what are your thoughts on those? Um, I think we're fine. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't – I'm not super worried. Maybe Aaron Willis I am a little bit. Um, I don't – couch is the same thing, like, that we talked about with Henry. It's like, I, I don't want him back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would just – I mean, if you want to leave, like, go. Do, do your own thing. Like, see ya. Like, it, who, like, who did you say? Uh, couch, right? Yeah, Cortavius Crouch, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, go, bro. Like, if, if like, you're really that upset about it, you really want to go, Okay. But, I'm I saying, mean, but, what, but what about but what about him coming back? That was what the question was about. It, yeah, I, I I don't want him back. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I don't want him back. I like that. That was like I was comparing it to Henry. It's just oh, like right. I, I don't I don't want him back. I know I don't want him to be 
you quit on us before you didn't want to be a part of it. Like, don't come. It's, it's fake. It's fake as hell. Like to just come back and be like, yeah, I'm involved for life. Like, no, you're fucking not dude. Like, especially from a guy who grew up in Knoxville, who rooted for the Tennessee Vols my entire life. My freaking grandfather played there. Like, I, I I can see a VFL. I know a VFL. I am a VFL. You ain't it. Hey, you ain't him. You ain't him. Okay. You ain't that guy, bud. Hey, you ain't. You're not that guy, bud. You're not that guy. Okay. So I'm. I, I, and Aaron, I don't what about Aaron, what about Aaron Willis? Does it does it bother you that he left? It does, just off of like depth. You know what I mean? Like I. I want enough guys to be here and play well, but um, I'm still just kind of like, you, you know what, if you didn't play a lot and you didn't get a lot of playing time and you weren't performing well, then, and you feel like you got gypped, that's your problem. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. if you weren't playing, it's because you didn't play well enough. That's how it works. They're yeah. not going to put somebody else in over you because that guy has a bigger name because it's their jobs on the line. They need to win games to keep their jobs. So they put in the people that win the most games for them. So this like, Oh yeah, there's like political stuff and like, you know, any kind of excuse that would be, it's like, bro, they're just trying to win games here because they will be fired if they do not win games. So yeah, I mean, whatever with Aaron Willis thing. I think I, uh, yeah, I sent you, I sent you his little highlight reel that he put out on yeah. Twitter. Um, and you know what? I mean, like he made good plays on there, but all that I noticed was it was against the twos. There was nobody touching him. There was horrible blocking schemes. There was MAs by the offensive line. There was missed pickups by the running backs. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah, that's great. Like, you did great versus uh, 10 guys or nine guys instead of 11 because there was guys that messed up on the play and didn't block you. Um, so, yeah, it's awesome to see that. But, like, I don't know if it's that impressive from that point of view. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about it? As that uh, well, former. first off, I'm not on Cortavis Crouch or whatever. When I saw people making a big deal about it on Twitter, when Jeremy Banks was picking him up and he has UT back, I was like, I was like you, I was like, I don't, we, I don't, we don't need him back. Like that's no. a position of that's a position of need. But like he started at Michigan State, I don't remember him going up there and being like a dog or anything. Like I watched the Michigan State games, like I don't remember him when I watched the Michigan State games, like making plays or anything big deal, and be like, oh man, I really wish we had him back. He and left. and why why is he wanting to leave? Right. Michigan State was almost Big Ten champs last year. Like, yeah. their coach, Mel Tucker, is a defensive coach, and they're supposed to be even better this year, can, can maybe take the throne of Michigan. It's like, okay, why is he transferring? He, he literally is just transferring back because he likes his buddies? I don't think so. I think it's – I mean, it could be something else where it's like, hey, you're not going to play this year. Yeah, who knows, man. I, I don't know, but I, I could care less. Like, even its position and need, like – whatever like uh, don't you left once don't come back 
uh, about Aaron Willis, you know, like I, I've said on this podcast before, like I didn't even really know anything about him. Like I first time I saw him, I was like, wow, that guy's a little guy. Like I went back and watched his highlights. I, I was, you know, I loved how he hit. I loved how he mm-hmm. played the game. I was like, as a four star, like he had some pretty good offers. Like, okay, bet, cool. But then again, like I always go back to, he didn't break. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, you can't even say he didn't break the starting lineup. Dude, we rotated last year linebackers. He went to the top four linebacker. He didn't yeah. play over Bank. He didn't play over Mitchell. He didn't play over Beasley. He didn't play over Solomon Page. So it's like, if you weren't good enough then, why do I think you're going to be good enough this year? Yeah. Um, and this year, we've already got, you know, some freshmen and stuff that, have, that are going to come in and, you know, potentially maybe have a chance. Maybe, um, you know, Jackson Hanna or another transfer or whatever. But, hey, listen, man, I'm going to respect somebody that plays like a little pit bull. And I, I know – what you were saying about those highlights. I'm talking about the highlights I've seen from high school and that little highlight reel that he put out mm-hmm. when he was at UT. Like, I respect the kid, man. He plays hard. He brings a pop. He'll lay somebody out. I love that. So I'm always going to respect that. I don't yeah. think it really hurt Tennessee because if he was good enough, he would have already been on the field. hope he goes somewhere and hope he's successful. Uh, lastly, yeah. lastly, to finish this up, I just went ahead and pulled this up on my work laptop. So it looks like um, – uh, the UCF transfer, Jalen Robinson chose uh, Ole Miss. So basically, that's the last I'm going to say that. If you choose to go to the SIP and hang out with that loser, Lane Kiffin, then, you know, good, good on it. And I'll just read this right here. It says, uh, I'm going to compete always. Robinson said, every, every school threw a punch at me. TCU did being the hometown school. Tennessee is where my old coaches are. Those bonds are something I felt like uh, will never break, but I felt like I had to take the next step forward for myself. Tennessee was probably the hardest because I think everyone thought I would go there just because I was familiar with the coaching staff because our good bond. I wanted to try something new, put uh, new and push myself to be, I don't know what he's pushing himself to be. He just left it there and he goes, and I knew the system, but wanted to do something different. So, okay. Have fun at Ole Miss, man. Like you got roped in by lame, lame ass Kiffin. So whatever. Good thing we didn't worry about talking about him. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that is, the main reason why we do not talk about recruits because I will never, I will not watch his highlights. Uh, no, I won't go and search him out. He's it's a waste. Business. It's a waste of time. Um, and your your uh, your comment about Aaron Wills too, like it makes you think. Like spring practice is over, and he just had the realization, like I'm not going to play. Correct. Like that was it. Like Correct. if you're transferring right after spring practice, you went through 15 practices with this team and realize there are two to three to four guys better than I am, and I'm not going to play here. Whatever whatever, whatever you said, think we, that goes we, into that, it, it is they are better than you. And we said that on this pod. We said watch for more transfers after after spring because people yeah. are going to realize they're not playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one more thing. Um, uh, did you see the uh, Theo Jackson? Yes. That interception. Yes. yes. With – with yes. Bravel talking shit to him, yes. which I absolutely love. They asked him about it after the practice, and uh, they said that Vrabel was like, stop all your Rocky Top cheerleading. And Theo was like, gotcha. And <laughs> he literally picked off Malik Willis the next play, and, and he said in the, in the interview, he was like, there wasn't a lot of talking after that, and laughed. I was like, I freaking love it, dude. The way Elf Rabel didn't say anything else to him. Yeah, he was like, yeah. there wasn't much talking after that one. And then it just laughed. And I was like, that's fucking perfect. Vrabel is Vrabel is such a meathead, like, 
football guy, players coach. Football he's, guy through he's and through. All it's about insane. It. Yeah. He's all about it. And, like, he is going to be the one to give you a hard time and be on your ass. And But, I mean, he knows – and I love that just like Theo's like, all right, I got tested. And he's a freaking six round draft pick. And he's like, all right, let me show you something. Let me pick off your, your second round draft pick quarterback. Third round, but yes, agree. That was it third. Okay. Yeah. I was I was very happy to see that. I hope I hope Theo has a great camp and I hope he makes the, the 53 man. So yeah, for sure. Cause I think this is this was still rookie mini camp. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think he can though, man. That just like well, gives I think, me a I, lot no, of... I, I think I think he has a great chance. Like I said, the only reason I was worried is because we have a lot of young depth at that yeah. defensive backfield. But hey, yep. they keep a lot, they keep a lot of DB. So I know right, it gives me a lot of hope. Sweet, short and sweet for you fools this week. Yeah, that's right. I better not hear any complaints about it being, you know, well, it's not this amount of time, it's not that amount of time. Like we're just trying to give you a good we're just Trying to brighten your Wednesday afternoons. Let's say that. Um, all right. Appreciate you guys. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We love the comments. We'd love to react to them. Me and Reed both. Uh, Reed kind of goes off his own YouTube. I go off of the Believe YouTube. So if you see us answering comments, that's where it's from. Uh, if you're listening, please subscribe, uh, subscribe, uh, follow, uh, review, download, uh, like, I think there's some other things on different podcast platforms, depending on which one you're listening to. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, believe in Tennessee, uh, on Twitter at our bacon 26 for Reed on Twitter for him. I am at Kyler Kerbison on all social media. So you can find me there. Uh, to contact us, we have a phone number. It is 865-322-9232 and an email at believeintennessee at gmail.com. Uh, so feel free to reach out to us there. And as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.